generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. I wanted to lay your blessed hand and lay it on your head and bless yourself in one minute. So you're not just saying I am, you're saying you are the head and not the tail. You are filled with the spirit of wisdom. You are moving from glory to glory. You don't have a better yesterday. You are spreading. You are going above and beyond expectations and limitations. You are living our prophecy. You are walking in the fullness of God's agenda. You are expanding, moving in leaps and bounds. Nothing is against you. All things are working together for your good. Even the things that you don't know. Even in the places you haven't been to. Even the persons you don't know. Hey, you are lifted. You find help everywhere. Wherever your matter is discussed, it ends in favor. All I am, the sun shines in your favor. The rain pours in your favor. The fire burns in your favor. Favor in your favor. The sun shines in your favor. The rain pours in your favor. Higher. Sure, God, I'm Everything is working together for your good. Bless yourself. Doors are open for you. Your body produces the right chemical at the right time. No imbalance, no hormonal distortion, no overage, no underage. Bless yourself with resources. Bless yourself with resources. All around, 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 all around. Bless yourself as the temple of God. You are holy, sanctified, and consecrated. Ah, Tabalala, you are sanctified and set apart. You are purified with the fire of incense burning from the altar of God. No stranger comes into your body. No strange illness, sickness, disease, overwhelm, fear, and discouragement. Now you're going to bless yourself. Just listen to this. Wherever you see the temple, major portions of the Bible where you see the temple, tabernacle, temple, tabernacle, you're going to see many things. You're going to see people worshiping there and then you're going to see people bringing their resources there. You're going to build tabernacle, Moses calls, resources come. People come to the temple that Solomon built, they come with offerings. When the Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, you only thought it was talking about sexual purity. You didn't see from the fact that people will come to worship God with you and bring offerings into your life. Are you seeing that? As long as the incense is burning, sacrifices will be coming. In other words, people will sacrifice for you. 
and there is nothing like a baby temple a temple is a temple is a temple so when Jesus the temple of God was born kings came when you leave out your calling of worship kings will leave out their calling of servicing the temple with offerings wealth is all around is all around is all around is all around 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 You will experience the atmosphere of heaven. Worship will not be your escape. Worship will be your atmosphere. And because worship will be your atmosphere, miracles will be your daily experience. Miracles will come through your life. Please listen to this. Where was the man who leapt, walking, leaping, and praising God? Where was he? Where was he? At the beautiful gate. That's the gate to the temple. Your life as a temple will be so supercharged. There are lame people who will get healed at your gates. You see, you're not the lame man, you're the temple. Are you getting this? So your gates are your expressions. So remember, somebody will wear your garments and get healed of cancer. You're not getting this. My, well, somebody will eat your kuli kuli. John, they haven't even listened to the song yet as they download it. Do you believe this? This guy was not in the temple. This guy was at the gate. But the temple commands presence. The temple pulls things. The temple gets the Peters and the Johns of the generation to come. May the attractional force of the anointing begin to find expression in your life the pulling power things have been pulled into your space you're not even looking for them you're not running after them I told you many of the things have happened to me this year I didn't even run after them there's a central future of force that will keep pulling the right people the right opportunities the right conversations the right things do you know why do you know why in our solar system what is at the center of our solar system 
the sun how do the planets revolve around the sun you got that what keeps Saturn on its axis what keeps Jupiter on attack what keeps Pluto or Mars the Sun has a gravitational pull Psalm 84 verse 11 the Lord is a Sun and a shield not the Sun not the Sun is not the one in Sun is a Sun and a shield metaphoric he will give grace and glory nothing good will he withhold from them that trust him so when Jesus is at the center of your life he pulls everything together that's what happens with Peter's boat he had toiled all night and caught nothing but when Jesus got in the equation in the place all the fish that he couldn't catch with his expertise his net his six hours of toiling I'm talking about somebody right now the things you couldn't pull together it seemed hard difficult complex but because you are in a solar system of the divine yeah yeah help that you did not know you needed October people say I want to intern with you you don't even know you have more work or enough work you don't feel like you need an intern <laughs> T-Bank get ready the pulling power of the anointing of God the anointing that pulls the anointing that draws, that brings people. It says, Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. He said, Gentiles will come to your light. And kings. Do you know why? Do you, do you know why God is placing, placing pressure on you? And ask you to come up and come up and come up because some people cannot see you from the level where you are are you understanding this you, as in they will never see you where you are is too crowded with too many people so God's gotta allow you climb the roof in your paralysis because the people that need to see you as a reference point they can't see you in the crowded room Hallelujah. Miracles. Better than miracles. Wisdom. Wisdom. Please listen to this. We established it last Sunday. We said apostles, prophets, teaching or teachers before miracles and healing. Right? When Jesus saw them as sheep without shepherd, was the first thing that what was the first thing they did? Was it to multiply loaves of bread and fish? What happened? Had compassion and he taught them many things. Before the miraculous exploded, he taught. So teaching is more important than miracles. Because when you teach, you know the principles that create the miracles so before I teach we're gonna just say one prayer Holy Spirit whatever wisdom I need to grasp 
in this season. Please teach me. He's called the teacher. I'm the main teacher in the house. But the main teacher for your life is the Holy Spirit. So if I don't teach by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you won't get all of it. But even after I teach by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the specific application in your life will come from Him. Jesus taught them many things. Holy Spirit, teach me all that I need to know in this season. Teach me. Open the eyes of my understanding, God. David said, you will enlighten my darkness. The New Testament believer does not even walk in darkness. But there are dark areas in the New Testament's understand, New Testament believers' understanding. Wherever there, there's a dark layer, a tint of my culture, a shadow of my past, something cast by my personality, where I think I know but I don't know, where I feel I'm the dawn but I'm really ignorant. Teach me, Lord. Teach me daily, moment by moment. Teach me, God. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, Shias. Teach me, Lord. We we'll receive this, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Somebody say amen. Please, you may be seated. Real quick, let me teach. Let me show you a couple of things. Let's go through a couple of passages real quick. You, will not, you, you cannot effectively leave out the truths of a text if you don't see yourself in it. And that's why your visual senses are very important. Okay? Now, Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 5. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 5. If you are there, can you hint? Say, I'm there. Okay, Hebrews 10, we're going to read 5 to 7. Or please follow as I read. No distractions, no distractions. Focus. Hebrews 10, 5 to 7. Therefore, when he, Jesus, came into the world, he said, Jesus said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. <laughs> now, what's it saying here? What's it saying? It's a sacrifice and, and offerings you didn't desire, but God said, bring offering now, didn't he? Moses, you want to build tabernacle, ask people to bring gold, silver, this one. God asked for offerings. So what's it saying that you did not desire that? He's saying that what God desired was not the offering, was the obedience. Walk with me so you can experience the shift. Because this is Jesus speaking. Jesus knows the Father. He said, no one has seen the Father at any time. The Son, he had seen him and he had made him known. So God was not concerned about Solomon's 1,000 bullocks, ram, Elijah's bullock on the altar. No. It was the obedience. 
That's why don't forget what Samuel said to Saul when God told Saul, destroy all the kings of Agag, destroy the Amalekites, destroy this one. And he kept some of the fat rams and the lamb, you know, the, the uh, livestock. And Samuel said, isn't that the bleating of sheep I hear? And Saul said, I'm, I'm trying to help God. I kept the best part for him. Now, what did Samuel say? Obedience is... Why? Because sacrifice is what man will see. Obedience is what God recognizes. So you can, you can be seen as in, like people will say, ah, this guy earns just 100,000 naira, and he brought 200,000 naira as an offering. Ah, it's sacrificial. But what God was asking for at that time was not 200,000, I was asking for this guy to fast for three days. Not the money, because God doesn't need the money. He often asks for it so he can destroy the grip of mammon. He often asks for money, but he does not need it. He said, if I was hungry, I, I wouldn't tell you. Somewhere on gold and mine, the cattle and the thousand heels. So Jesus said, in bond offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. So all those things that Moses was doing, all those turtle doves, all those, give me some more, what were those things that they're offering? Rams and lambs and bullocks and scapegoats. God was not, they're all symbolic. So don't get caught up in the symbol that you don't find the substance. So in the text, for you to absorb the, the, the substance of the text, you need to be able to see God's dealings with you in the text. Who am I in this text? I think I'm this boy in this text. I've been saving my family's bread and two fish just to enjoy it. And here is this bros. He's calling himself an apostle. Akbo issue. You see that? He said, you had no, as in God had no pleasure. You know all these things say um, that it was a sweet smelling sacrifice unto God. What was sweet smelling was not the sacrifice. It was the obedience. This is liberation, isn't it? This is why you will never be ashamed of your offering any longer. If it's 200 that you have, are you getting it? You give it, not from a place of shame. It's between you and God. Somebody can look and say, ah, Victor, you're giving to I'm not saying give 200. I don't, I don't monitor anybody's offering in this ministry. I don't, I don't even know what my wife gives, right? I mean, of course, because I, I go through accounts for accountability and whatever. I see transactions and all of that. But I'm not monitoring. Are you following me? <laughs> but some can go, as you're putting, you know, sometimes you're ashamed of your offering. Who's been there before? <laughs> because, because you're going through stuff. Don't be ashamed. God, if you're giving... <laughs> Am I liberating somebody? God understands. Because what registers is not the 50,000 or the 10,000. It's the obedience. Now, when, when God doesn't give you anything as in a word, give this amount... There are precepts in the Bible generously, yes. sacrificially, cons cheerfully, consistently. 
right? So um, the point is this, verse 7, then I said, so someone's like, what about all these other points? <laughs> verse 7, then I said, behold, I have come. In what? In the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, oh God. So when we're speaking about multiply effect, it is God's will to multiply you. It's God's will. But it's written in the volume of the book. Now, if, you know, Encyclop uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, you know all those volumes that have like 26 volumes or whatever, if you're supposed to be in volume 2 and you're reading from volume 3, What's going on? There's a mismatch between what you're reading and where you are. Yeah. And that's why sometimes prophecies are released and they might float over your head because yeah. they don't have a foundational yeah. truth yeah. to rest on. Yeah. Yeah. It says, in the volume of the book. Somebody say volume. Volume. Of the book. Remember? You remember NPE? NOEC? Anybody use that? Nigerian primary English, never used that. What do you guys use? Yes, sir. Junior what? Macmillan. Macmillan what? Which of them? Macmillan is the publisher's name. Pardon? Macmillan is not the textbook name. It's the publisher's name. Information? Yeah. It's not... <laughs> JF, I saw it somewhere, years after I graduated. First lady, and that's the basic one. First aid. What textbook did you use for English? Primary school. Quint Primer, that's... By the way, it's Queen Primer. Queen Primer. Uh -huh. Not Premier. People call it Premier. It's Primer. Yeah. It's a Prime. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway let's not get distracted. Here's the point. Some of those texts were in volumes. Did anybody use Hugo? See Hugo. One, two, three. You remember that? <laughs> they were in volumes. So if you are studying the volume above that, Number one, you'd be confused. you frustrate the teacher. How many of you ever went to university, you entered the wrong lecture theater? <laughs> you were jammed, but you were in like 300 level. <laughs> and all of you were trying hard. You were like, I'm not this dull. I should understand. But it wasn't working. So many times because we're not reading the part of the book where our lives are. And I'll show you from the life of Jesus. So Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Then we'll come to the text. I'll give you those points. Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, look at what happened in the book of... Uh, in the book of... What? Luke chapter 4. In the verse called 14. Luke 4, 14. Are you there? Victor, are you there in the spirit? Oh, you wrote the Bible. Yeah, look at Luke. <laughs> make contact with him. Make contact. There's power in contacting 
I'm telling you guys, there are simple technologies in the spirit that give you leaps. Jesus said to them, have you not read? He didn't say, have you not heard? Read. In other words, have you not made contact? He made the eyes so he knows that there are certain things that you will grasp when your eyes land on something. Are you following this? It may seem normal, but Jesus will say things like, have you not heard? Other times say, have you not read? There's a reason that the seen eye and the hearing ear, the Lord made them both. Verse 14, it says, then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and news of him now are you seeing this news thing things going out people making noise so Jesus alone does not you have to noise him loud it alright through all the surrounding region and he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all verse 16 what does it say where he had been on the sabbath day and stood up to so you must have a custom of reading the word verse 17 and he was handed the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me Mm -hmm. he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him and he began to say to them, today, Where did Jesus find himself? In the Where did Jesus find himself? Not physically, his mission, his assignment. In the written word. Was that his first time of reading it? Was it written as his custom was? The Bible tells us. As, that means he had been reading. But that particular day, he opened to the volume of Isaiah. And he found himself. As you develop the daily devotion of study, one day you will find exactly the key. You will find the blueprint, the pattern, the strategy, the essence, the core, the sound, the shape, the mission, the man that you will find it. But it had to be his custom. Now also understand some said today is the scripture fulfilled in your hearing. It was fulfilled in their hearing, but it was fulfilled in his life. So they could hear it. That means that something can be fulfilling and tickling your ears, but you are not a partaker of it. You will be an embodiment of your prophecy. You won't just be an announcer, you won't just be a hearer, you won't just be sowing into it, you will partake of it. But verse 22, he says, So all bore witness to him and marveled at his gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not? Why? Because in verse 16, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So these people saw him grow up and is now saying that their highly esteemed prophet Isaiah was talking about him. This guy, you're not, you're not, you don't understand. Do you know who Isaiah is? 
holy prophets. You just because you can teach a little bit and all these teenagers are following you as disciples. You're now saying that this is about you. They knew it was a messianic prophecy. What I'm saying to you is that what people don't expect of you will become your reality. But you find yourself in the book. So when you look into that text, as I give you the seven points very quickly, you will begin to see how to apply it. So we already read the text in the morning. I don't want to go through that. <clears throat> seven things that we see in this person of multiplication. Number one, you have to search and find what you have. If you have found what you have, find what else you have. God said to them, Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they looked for loaves, John, what else did they find? Fish. Now, how many of you know that if you start a business and you're selling bread and your neighbor starts a business and selling bread and fish, people gravitate more towards your neighbor? So some of you already have your primary gift, assignment, calling, purpose, expression. But find the complementary thing that will augment the value of the primary. Because bread and fish in every diet is better than bread alone. Are you getting this? So what's the complementary thing? So you're in fashion designing. Can you start styling? Can you start... Um, wardrobe consultancy, whatever. You're an image consultant, consultant, beauty styling, fashion styling. Can you create videos about it? Can you interview people about it? Can you become somebody's personal purchase, wardrobe purchaser, painter? Can you even go into furniture? Can you go into accessories? How are we saying this? What is the compliment? Don't, don't look for fish, frog, fly, just fish. Because some people, because they want to add extra, they'll now start putting okra. This bread is too dry. Put okra. What, what is it? You're mixing it all up. You don't need... You see, bread and fish can feed multitudes. So number one, find what you have. Somebody say, find what you have. Number two, find what else. Sorry, still part of number one. If you found what, you've ha what you have, find what else. So you're writing the book, are you going to do a, a, a one-day coaching around it? A two-day coaching around it? You're a photographer, are you going to get a videographer so that when people give you jobs as a photographer, you tell them, oh, we also extend, and then you have a deal with your friend, they pay him 200000 is giving you 30000 naira for the hookup. Not that kind of hookup, for the link-up referral. Are you getting that? Priscilla, you get that? Okay. Number two, organize your life. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my own table now. <laughs> I mean, I've really tried. I'm putting a lot of things in place right now in my life. Um, and they, there's something we're going to do very soon. I'm speaking with some people who have accounting experience that can help many of us who are doing business or growing our businesses to have proper accounting yeah so we're gonna do that very soon um we need to do that very soon it's very important so for example i was telling one of the people i was speaking to yesterday that we sell products for my stuff i do coaching and all of that corporate training so money goes into the corporate account i don't even get a salary from it i've learned to live without salary for forever well honorarium and god 
gonorrhoeums. Yeah, but I don't know what a salary if I was to employ a manager for my business. I don't know what the business can sustain for the next, I, I get what I'm saying. Yeah, there's money, but, uh -huh. you know, because that's what happens to people. They just go and employ somebody that's paying the person 250,000 naira. And after the six months, they cannot pay. <laughs> Are you getting that? So that's part of organizing your life. And many of us, we want miracles that we cannot count. But miracles that you cannot count will never come until you can account for the ones that you can count. Yes, exactly. So the fragments, we couldn't count the fragments. We could count the baskets, but not the fragments. Yeah. You see, the fragments were in the basket. But the starting point, you must be able to count it. I get what I'm saying. You must be able to count it. And not just count it, count it. Like, I, I count my money. I know how much I have and all of that. I'm saying, what is bringing what? Are you getting what I'm saying? Which audio product, which book product, how many copies of them brought this 50,000 or this 13,000? Because then you'll be able to have a better grip and know which ones are really moving and where to concentrate your efforts or what to rejig. You get what I'm saying? Instead of just saying, ah, I have 375,000 in the account, Molowo. Until you have to expand and then you discover that you cannot even pay for, you see. So we have to organize. That one you cannot, and it's tough to organize your life. It's very, I'm not talking about organizing your wardrobe. That's a good start. But organizing your wardrobe is, is a lot easier, right? Pardon? Even that one is, is a lot of, <laughs> you see that. So we have to. It's part of the process. What did God say? What did Jesus say to them? He said, make the people sit down in ranks. What's rank? Order. Know which one should occupy what space. It's tough work, especially hungry people. He said the happy part is the prophetic part. Shout, 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 shout. And you're going to see this same template in Old Testament referrals like when Elisha... Uh, by the anointing of God, worked the miracle of multiplication of oil, right? For the widow woman. He said, go and borrow vessels, not a few. Do you know that if you are borrowing vessels, you have to be organized to not mix Bola's vessel with Falashade's vessel? You have to label it. He said, the things that we don't see in the miracle equation, we just say, so she went and borrowed vessels and then poured oil. No, those vessels must not break. She was even, oh, yeah, she was owing people. So she had to label, and then she had to arrange the vessel in such a way that the taller one is not in front. So you got to knock off and pour all the oil away. Are you saying this now? So one of miracles, if you're just a beneficiary, easy. But if God is going to use you, the reason he engaged the disciples to do that with the multitude was that he was giving them a test run for organizing the church as it will grow later. He's saying that God is deliberate. And that's why I said he could have cost, hey, Igu, show, bring bread. Ravens, didn't ravens bring food to Elijah? Elijah, right? That happened. But they were going to need to organize the church. You know, they still didn't even get it right. In the book of Acts chapter 6, was it not? Where people started murmuring that we're not getting catered to. So murmuring in church didn't start today. Right after oil fell from heaven, people were complaining. 
So murmuring in churches does not mean the people are bad, the pastor is bad, or the people are bad. It means that we need to reorganize the way things are done. Victor said that's deep. Say, am I someone sampler? My message analyst. Oh, you guys know me. Do I form for anybody? What? I see. I'm giving you Bluetooth hog because we are wearing blue shirts. All right, but I, I get you. Are you seeing that? It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean the pastors are bad or the leaders are bad. It means we need to reorganize. Our growth has outrun our previous methods right. of operation. In other words, we could do certain things when we we're 24, when we we're 30, when we we're 40, 50, 70. Now they're getting 200, 250. You cannot do it the same way. So we have to do what? Organize. Somebody say organize or agonize. Your harvest can become your pain. It can. Your harvest can become your pain. But it should not be a portion in Jesus' name. So we've got to organize. Organize your finances. You're trusting God for that increase. How will God give you? And see, these things I'm saying to you are things that I've had to go through in my life. And then, of course, when I go through it and your finances increase, you have to organize again and again and again. So, for example, I'm in a place where, by the grace of God, I have a couple of investments in more than a few places. But even that, I have to organize it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so they are paying you dividends. How often? You have to monitor that. You have to monitor the documents. You have to have the papers. You have to, you're doing insurance. You need to have all of those kind of things. And it's work. Isn't it work? Even your one bank account that you're still trying to, but you have to do it. He said, make them. Somebody say, make them. Make them. <laughs> the expression is not tell them. Because if you tell them, they won't hearken. So you make, which means effort from your part is involved in getting things done. By the way, G was telling me earlier today that I preached the sermon of his life this morning. That I just preached his life. I'm not saying this part of it. I'm just saying general. He, he didn't tell me what part. <laughs> I even think I'm very, very uh, creative with my... <laughs> All right, number three, let's go. Break down the problem. Don't let it break you down. That's number three. And this is one of the things that you, I've learned from Jesus. You know, Jesus is my number one mentor. <laughs> Jada said, yeah. I see you had the mentorship broker. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Thank you for believing in my ministry. <laughs> but but this, this is what I mean. If you check all the miracles of Jesus, he was never agitated. The guy said, Master, we need to pay tax. Hey! Didn't say that. What happened over there? <laughs> Is that Lagos they will lock our shop? <laughs> L-I-R-S. You see, that's another area many of us need to organize. Tax now. Because people are telling me that I need to pay tax on my honorarium. Can you tax the anointing? Two people have told me. And that is called fair use tax or fair something. What's the expression? 
Uh, I said, I don't get salary. They said, but you earn. <laughs> they said, you have to be taxed. So I'm supposed to meet, this someone I'm supposed to have met with since, pardon? Exactly. They actually say that if you have certain gifts, they you want to squeeze that juice out of everything. Anyway, let's go on. So, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Jesus never went, yay, ah, the widow woman said, ah, my son is dead. Hey, you should have seen me before he died. <sighs> now that he's dead, you want me to travel to the land of the dead to go and bring it? The journey is far. You have to bring white yam, blue goat, red ram to travel into the land of the spirits, evil forest. <laughs> never faced, never faced. Do you know why? Of course, I know that emotions and for sometimes it's actually healthy for you to have a, a response from within emotional but don't let it become fear don't let it become fear because what happens for many of us is that we easily transit without knowing sometimes culturally sometimes genetically sometimes environmental in fact sometimes because people expect you to be afraid so you to now be afraid for their own satisfaction <laughs> for their what You understand? All right. So, how do you break it down? What's the problem? People are hungry, Abby? Yes, sir. Okay. 5,000 people. Yes, men. I mean, yeah, men. It was a very, uh, it wasn't an egalitarian society. It was, uh, it was quite a chauvinist, not chauvinistic, it was man, matriarchal, patriarchal society. Yeah, so back then, what they wanted was the men that represented their families. So the representation of the family was not a subjugation thing, it was a cultural misnomer, if you will. So just the man represents the rest. Um, so that's why you don't find a lot of, uh, what's the word, records of the significant role that women played in the Bible. But you see, quite in the life of Jesus Christ, the, his biggest ministry donors and partners were women. Luke chapter eight, first person that announces resurrection Woman, they were going to take care of him. All the men fled apart from John, and his mother was there. The first evangelist that brought a whole city was a woman. Come on, put your hands together for me. In this room, there are more women than men. So don't let it break you down. No the problem for what it is don't live in denial because if you live in denial then the prophetic cannot really help you the prophetic will not promote your lies what does that mean don't go and tell jesus jesus says go and see what you have i said jesus we should have about 25 loaves it's five we have stop lying <laughs> because Ojuaja, when she's now said, go and bring it. You can say Nathaniel. Go and say, go and bring what you have. That's like, this is five. So, five in one is five alive, sir. Each loaf is five. Five. <laughs> you know those those tiny <laughs> God, this is what I have. God, God, I'm struggling with this lying thing. I didn't want to lie, but 
you'll be amazed at the liberating power that comes into that space. All right, number four. Number four, ready? Okay, yeah, all right. Present it to God. Make it available to him. That's the problem. No, what you have. Oh. Sorry. Okay, I thought you meant that that point is your problem. No, 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 no. All right, great. Present what you have. That thing that you have. Idea, PowerPoint slide, proposal, letter. Some of you, your oil isn't writing to implement. You cannot do it from heaven to... I was going to say hell, but you have nothing to do with hell. Heaven to earth. But to, as in when you present it, when you draft it and craft it, the owner of the idea will say, I want to learn from you. That's where your money is. Stop killing yourself, opening shop, doing this one. A shop is a computer. Articulate people's dreams for them. Compose. That's one of the things I would be doing if I was not a person with also the expression that I'm still thinking of setting up a business around that that will run. Some people know what they want to say, but they don't know how to say it. Me, even when I don't know what I want to say, I know how to say it. That hardly happens. I generally know what I want to say. But what I'm saying is, I can say nothing very well. Thanks, I'm the right. Yeah, and some of you are like that. It's not my excuse. Some of you are not great at vocal communication, but in writing, and writing, you're able to, you know, you're very good at structuring stuff. So, um, present it to God. What, does, what do I mean by present to God? Some people don't know. Let me just say, I'm not trying to boast. The first two experience adverts, the experience adverts, I wrote the copy for those adverts. As in the advertisements. Yeah? Pardon? The script. Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's what we call copy as well yeah so um and then I, I used to do a lot of written communication when i was in house on the rock text messages mails and all of that now over the years the lord has blessed me in those areas because i presented them to god some of you have gifts that you know that this house needs just be like hmm, when i become a pastor when is that ordaining pastors I will show them my. <laughs> you better release it. <laughs> you know, the worst we'll say is, oh, we're not yet at that place. There's no team or whatever. Some of you don't like Ella. Be used to Ella. <laughs> not just table. It's not Ella now. It's just that it's not Eshewa Malo. It is, we're not yet there. But sometimes, you know, when you release that thing, all of a sudden, ideas begin to come. Or when we move to our space, you know, room, we'll just, you know. So present it to God. What does it mean to present it to God? Opportunities to serve with it. Opportunities to serve with it. You know, at home, at church, at work, make volunteer certain things. Number five, for time's sake. This one is very important. I want all of us to embrace it wholeheartedly. I want us to, to really I want to be soaked in it. Walk consciously in the persuasion that what you have is blessed. Yes, and that you are blessed. 
As in, the way my, my, my life is, nobody can convince me that I'm cursed. You can't. I've heard certain things that people I respect have said about me. It does not destroy my core. It might touch my sentiments for one or two days. I might be quite pained. But it doesn't shake my internal configuration. I've discovered that many people don't know how to do that. When people you respect, admire, love you, say things about you, it can damage your essence and takes you like six months to recover. Sometimes personality plays into it, so I'm not talking down on it. But know the blessing and be blessed enough to seek audience with people that, people that want to intimidate you. I understand what I'm saying? Because of the blessedness that God, that when, when Jesus held the loaves of bread, he blessed it. He released a blessing on that thing. So tomorrow as you go to work, your laptop, your computer, your phone, you're blessed. The script, the proposal, the text, you're blessed. You send the mail to your boss. Be conscious. Be conscious. It says, cast another way your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. This is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything in his name, he hears us. And if he hears us, he grants us that which we have asked of him. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. What is the faith? Fidon in the Latin. What does that mean? Confidence with faith. So walk, walk like that, not arrogant, but confident. Yeah. Well, turn it down, no, the proposal will not work, no job for you here, no problem. It's not fight. Just make sure nobody's shouting at you, because me, I hate that one. Yeah. Anybody on that page, you yeah. be shouting. Shout. Why? Just calm down first. Raise your reasoning, not your voice. <laughs> so Jesus, like I mentioned, I think first service, Jesus elevated the bread. Big people, people who are really big, they raise people. People who are really small, they push people down. When you're really big, you empower people to rise beyond where they see themselves. When you're really small, you, you'll be doing... Jesus didn't despise the bread. Stupid bread. Don't you know I am the living bread? You are the dying bread. Get out. Bread call. Bread knee. Be red. Throw it on the floor. Stupid. Fling it. Like a frisbee. <laughs> I don't, who's laughing in stitches there? Who's, who's in stitches? Are you picturing something? By the way, by the way, what I thought about, I think it was Victor that was speaking, I said I did not picture in my head. What I thought about was that when Jesus, when Jesus multiplied the bread and fish, imagine if all the disciples went to one corner to go and eat. Go eat everything. Now, now here's the challenge. 
here's the challenge. If I were Jesus, you know what I would have done? If they eat the bread and fish, I will make you multiply their stomach. <laughs> Thank God I'm not Jesus. <laughs> you see, you see that. So, so don't despise it. Don't despise it. Number six. Number six. Have, and this one is important. This one is very, very, very important. Build. Or left. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go. I chose the comedy show. <laughs> I might think about it. Somebody actually told me. I can't remember what was telling me. All right. Let's go. Number six. Build, plug into, or leverage. Build, plug into, or leverage. I prefer that you build anyway. I'll tell you why. A solid distribution channel for what you have. This, I need this in my life. Do you know something happened a couple of weeks ago? And Kenneth, we need to work on this. I felt bad. Do you know what someone said? I wrote, you know, all of my long posts and everything. Someone said, ah, P. Dams, always on point, always on fire. I cannot wait for your book to be out. Our four published books, the person did not know. The people that send me messages, how can we, someone sent me a message yesterday, how can we get your books in Abuja? I don't have a channel there. That means there are people who are hungry for the bread I have but I've not found disciples to take them there. And you know, in your ministry, your needs are met. Yeah. When I say your ministry, I mean the work that God has committed to your hands. God resources there. He said, don't take any purse. When he's saying don't take any purse, he's saying that your commission can give you commission. Your commission can give you commissions. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're not getting that. The commission is what you get for selling something. The commission is the matter to which you're called. Jesus, when he sent them on the first missionary assignment, he said, don't carry post, don't carry script, don't carry this one. He said, just go. In other words, the message you're carrying, the work you're doing, it can create enough value to sustain you and those who are with you. It doesn't mean don't do any other work because the second missionary journey, he said, if you have a post, carry it. If you have, if I even say, if you have a sword, save because now it's war. So you see, some people say, I'm a full-time pastor. Of course, I believe that God can call some people and say, don't do any other thing. I believe that. But I don't believe that that's the generality. Because Paul, that gave us the biggest part of the New Testament, he was a tent maker. We don't know how often he did it, but we shall know he did it. Because if you're in prison, you cannot say, I'll deliver your tent when I come out of prison. Eh? Sister Priscilla, I beg no thanks. I did prison now. <laughs> we don't know. We, we don't know. The Bible doesn't give us enough 
But we know that you partnered because uh, I think it was, was it Priscilla and Aquila that were also in the tent business? So there was a cluster, but we can't tell that he created. But we know that he was not idle and that he had other expressions apart from teaching and preaching the gospel. Right? Even, if for, even for people that God said don't do any other thing, the truth is you must invest. And monitoring your investment is work. If they give you prophets offering honorarium, or you have a team, you work in a ministry where a team, board of elders, or the finances say, okay, pastors, this should be taken care of, and that should be taken care of. You still need to work diligently. All right. Um, have a distribution channel, make it available in different formats and in varying degrees to everyone. Yes. Okay, so make it available in different forms and formats and in varying degrees to everyone in your space. So the children there, did they eat or not? The adults, they eat or not? The men, the women? That thing you're doing, can you look for two or three other demographics to apply to? So you're making kaftan for men. Can you start selling toban for women, for their wives? Are you seeing what I'm saying? All right. So you've written that book for mothers. Can you look for the teenagers in the mix? Can you consider it? Teenagers might not be able to buy it, but if the mothers love the book you, you, you bought, you wrote, you know. So have a distribution channel. Consider platforms like Jumia, Konga. Don't say it's just coolie coolie, put it there. Yeah. Even if it's three customers per week from those platforms, in a year, that's 150-something sales. Now, the problem is, don't never think in business and exchange, value exchange creation, never think unitary terms. Think community behind the unit. So out of the 150 people that buy the Kuli Kuli, one of them is MD. One of them is PA to the CEO of the assistant boyfriend of the secretary general's cousin to the president. I mean, that doesn't make much sense, but I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a link. I you see what I'm saying. So you might like, I'm, I'm getting it off this platform. Whatever, I just mentioned Julia Kunga, Yudala, some of the popular platforms. But whatever platform it is, put it there. Yes, sir. Right? Don't say, I, I just made three sales. Sometimes the, the reason nothing is on that platform is not even the sales. Right. It's the exposure. exposure. Something happened. Uh, my, my wife and I were, there's a place where we shop for the family and all of that. So we're there, and I think we're together that day when I saw this guy, Chidima was advertising a certain product. Chidima, the... Kelly, is that her name? Yeah. Certain products for women. And so I was like, ah, interesting. What kind of, I can't remember the name of the thing, the product. So we entered into the shopping center, shopping space. And I noticed it. I've passed by that thing several times before. But because there was an associate, a familiar face, connected to that product, the next time I saw that product, it lit up in my space. So some people are going to see the picture of your product on those platforms. Then one day they'll come on your Instagram and say, oh, I saw this there. Ah, this is Nikkei's cousin now. Oh, it's the one she told me about. Okay, if I phone number is there, let me call her. Can you supply 200 trucks of Kuli Kuli? 
before Tuesday. As in, this is the one that you post on the service hub. King's family, come and help me produce. You see what I'm saying? I ain't seen that. Dundu. Is the Lord talking about Dundu? Kenan, are your sleepers? Stop keeping it in the house. He's like, ah, Pastor, should I keep it on the road? <laughs> no, but exposure. Just put it there and see what will happen. If I just even post it, temporary post, buy my slippers, so I'll never sell to you again. Whatever, some platform. Right, just do something like that. Tag me, I'll share it in my story. Yeah, I think I did, I've done that for a few of you that have put up stuff. I'll share my story. But like, why are you putting in your story? Story, story. No. Out of the thousands of followers I have, maybe six or ten people might start following you. Out of the ten, one of them is connected to 200 people. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. All right. And then finally... Is, I can't even believe this. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Building is important because if you build it, then it's loyal to you, it's connected to you, it's your platform. So I can give you a couple of platforms that have been built. And there was an idea I got about two, two or three days ago. I'll tell you about it. I'm like, how come I didn't even think about it? It's not a novel idea. It's not even whatever idea. But you see that some people have built certain platforms in Nigeria. And initially, when they were building, it didn't make much sense. But 10 years later, those buildings are worth millions of dollars. So, for example, Bella Niger, Iroko TV, Ibaka TV, Kilembaka TV. <laughs> now, they are worth millions of dollars, literally. In fact, some of them are worth tens of millions. Linda Ikeji, she still uses dot blogspot. Do you know what that means? That she's not hosting it on our platform. She's not paying hosting. That site is worth tens of millions, if not over 100 million. Now it should be over 100 because there's heavy traffic. It's about traffic and attention. But they've built it. She's been posting two to three, four, five times for the last 10, 12 years. So when you build something, and when you build or protect it, when you build something, you know, uh, it's not like you're borrowing or, or leveraging. Finally, and it's close. This one is very, very, very important. Follow through with massive and consistent action. <laughs> this is the real problem, Abby. Ah, Some of you that have started doing stuff, you can see how demanding. It's demanding. It's draining. Especially when it has to do with your mind or creativity or, you know, something that you are, you're, you know, brooding, designing, all those things. It's like they are drawing blood from your brain. And sometimes you'll be looking at the things, you'll be looking at you. You'll be looking at them, you'll be looking. <laughs> then you take a break. Why did I say constant massive action? 
5,000 men, not counting men and children. Generally, if a man is a man of the house, if we assume, this is an assumption, not biblical revelation, they say, ah, my pacifier decoded how many people um, Jesus fed at 5,000. I can tell you it's affected at 27,356.58. Who's mocking laughter? Who's laughing? A ah, pardon? I didn't get that? Ads. Okay, adverts. All right. <laughs> All right, so it, I'm, it's just an example. If we say that out of the... the uh, 5,000 men, 2,000 of them were married and 3,000 were single. So the 2,000 people had so 2,000 wives, right? Or women, wives. But there were 2,000 single people. So then we have 5,000 men in total plus 2,000 wives, women, wives, making 7,000. Now, because 3,000 single men were there and seven women were hold on to the skirt of one man. <laughs> so, there are 3,000 single men times seven women, 21,000 women. That's, exor- that's exorbitant, really. <laughs> Priscilla didn't say, that's my pastor this time. So, be damned. <laughs> This such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Anyway, so, so you have that, let's say, let's just say, there are seven, I think it's simplistic to just say there are 5,000 men, 5,000 women, and whatever. Let's say 5,000 men, seven, because women generally are, are grafted more towards ministry. So about 8,000 or 10,000 women. So let's say 10,000 times 5,000. What do you have there? 15,000. Let's say... The children were about 5,000, possibly easily 20,000. Most theologians put the figure at about 20,000, really. Thank you. And there were just 12. The Bible doesn't tell us that. So it told them to sit in groups of 50 and hundreds. So, Darren is getting this message. (laughs) This is to let you know, please listen, this is to let you know that even this miracle that we read about in five minutes might have taken three to four hours for the logistic. Are you getting that? This is the reason, Uche, where when you're praying and the anointing is strong, you will see that prophecy and think it will happen this Friday. Because Jesus describing to the disciples, ah, no, nothing there, nothing there. I'll just share it fast, fast. <laughs> After you've shared for a long time, so I, I've, I think I've covered about 2,000 people. So guys, only 200 of us have eaten, no? Well, <laughs> and now uh, because that's the wisdom of Jesus, Jesus sat them down. That's why I said, break down the problem groups of fifties and hundreds. So, before, see, before there was modern day wedding arrangement, Jesus organized the first event. Jesus was an event manager. I feel like preaching right now. He put them in round tables. 
he managed. Sorry, <laughs> can, can, can you? <laughs> Do we get this? Massive action. This is what I believe. I strongly believe that in the miracles of Jesus, he also supplied supernatural strength for the people. I believe so. You can't, this thing. 20,000 to 12 people. You know, fatigue can make you despise the miracle. <laughs> my, my mind can be so dramatic. Because, because my, you know, I say, ah, ah, Jesus, Philip, how far? Andrew, how far? Not too far. Ah, yeah, yeah, very slow. Me, I've covered like 500 people. It's a lie, it's a lie, Uncle Andrew. I've not eaten, I've not, I've not eaten. You've not eaten. I'm not doing it. All of you go and collect, go and collect your bread. You got to follow through. Now, 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 this is the worst part before we pray. Let me give you the worst part. Worst, good, worst. As in, worst, best. The eight in the wet field. Everybody be going home. Jesus said, no, go and pick fragments from like over 10,000 people. When you were a child and your parents will have five or six guests in the house and you had to clean the dishes, do you remember how displeased you were? <laughs> Jesus now said, go and clean up the fragments of thousands. Some of you that, that I've told or my wife has told, clean up Skate City, arrange the place, pick up that one. Jesus said fragments from over 10,000 people. Arguably. No, they were eating. The Bible says they all, okay, she was not, she was not in the service. All right. Anybody got something today? Is this useful? Put your hands together and glorify God. I'm going to ask my wife to pray. But before we do that, can you pick two areas you want to work on this week? out of the seven i need to work on creation <laughs> creation of on creating distribution channels i need to at least start the process let's look at jumia let's look at conga let's look at uh you know for putting out something or get demolatimbo's books or whatever even if it's a personal database as in the seminar training databases people need to know that we're doing stuff yeah, I need to work on that, and I need to work on... What's the second thing I'm working on, even? Where are you? And I need to work on... Actually, I think that's my major... Okay, organizing my life. I need to investigate the tax. Organizing my life. Puts in brackets. Taxing. <laughs> Because uh, me, I, I don't want to become, you know, we're all going to grow big. Then just be like, the pastor of kings has been owing the federal government. God forbid. So let's find out what we need to give Caesar. Even if it's a gift. Not bribe. But the court, someone told me fair, fair use tax or something. Fair something. Meanwhile, what it means is I can put my expenses under the company 
details. So do you understand? So things like my fuel, if you run a business and you have a car that you're using for your car, if I'm going to do consulting or training or speaking somewhere, the car I'm using becomes a company car. That means the fuel I put into it, I ask for a receipt and put it under, I get in this, put it under my accountant's reporting system. And what it means is I'm not out of pocket on that expense, the business that pays for it. But you won't know this until you structure your life. So even lunch, the lunch that you buy, it can be under your business if you structure it. Dry cleaning is MD's suit. Holidays, someone's laughing because it's MD suits. MD of what? Sandals. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> MD's garments, garment care. <laughs> Amen. Please let's stand as we close. It's been a great day, long day, but great day from Maryland here. Don't let us do jumping jacks. So, yeah, let's stand up. We're here. Should we do jumping jacks? No. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the simplicity, but yet the practicality of your word. Thank you, Father, because you're not trying to hide secrets from us and trying to make our lives tougher and trying to make us beg you and seek your face and drop offerings. But you're really interested in our lives becoming fruitful. Because when you created us, you blessed us and you said we should be fruitful. So you're expecting to see us fruitful. Thank you, Father, for shedding light on that blessing today and giving us practical steps. Now, Father, we pray for the strength and the grace and the consistency to walk in it in the name of Jesus. We pray that after being energized today and, um, you know, um, having ideas in our hearts today that the the demands of life in the course of the week will not snuff out the life from us, will not snuff out the life from us in the name of Jesus. That will not keep going around in circles, coming back to the point of being tired again or starting from ground zero. No, there will be marked progress in our lives in the name of Jesus. That at the end of the year, we will not have consolation scriptures and testimonies for everything in the mighty name of Jesus. But indeed, we are leaping. We insist on it. We make a demand on the blessings and the prophecies over our lives. And we decree and declare that our blessings are fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. That which you have placed in our hands is fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. As you are pruning us, as you are teaching us, we are multiplying in Jesus' mighty name. We will not become dead branches that fall off in Jesus' mighty name. We commit our week into your hands. We call it blessed as we go to work, as we do business, as we negotiate, as we think, as we put pen to paper, as we create the slides. We walk in the consciousness that what we are doing is already blessed. So we are walking down the path of blessedness in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for favors. We thank you for help. We thank you for phone calls of elevation. We thank you for the roofs that are being torn. We thank you for the things that are covering our lives that are being uncovered. We thank you for visibility. For opportunities. We decree and declare that this week is loaded with testimonies, not as a cliche, but as evidence that that which you are working in us is going to be worked out in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for health and protection and safety on all sides. We come against the spirit of fear. We come against the spirit of death and we proclaim victory over the works of the devil in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. 
To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.